welcome once again to Yeah Aha uh-huh and an episode of Aaron's Audio Audibles. Um, thank you for being with us, Aaron, and thank you for suggesting um, this particular uh, line of uh, podcasts. And uh, welcome our guest, Tim O'Connor, who is a super fan of um, our subject today. And that subject is Todd Rundgren's A Wizard, A A True Star. That's the album we're uh, going over today. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. Good to see you, Tim. As always. Good to see you too, Aaron. Yeah. Love the shades. Love the hat. Album cover up again. That's very. uh, Let's get. Get that so, on the recording so Philip can use it in, right. in teasers. Yeah. 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 So um this is uh this is it. This is the original uh first uh, uh Wizard of True Star. Um, I like the way the corners uh, are. Yeah, and, and uh actually let me switch cameras here if you don't mind and not at all. We'll get, I've got um a document camera that'll do a better job of portrait of this sort of thing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't but lose my mouse. It, it's um it's die cut. And it's uh, kind of fo- follows the artwork, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, this, we we could probably do a whole show just talking about the the uh, all the stuff with the album cover here. Let me see if I can back that up a little bit. Uh, get the crap off my desk. Whoops. I can you guys still see my video? Uh, yeah. yeah, I see okay. uh, right. the top of the album. Uh, a little bit yeah. shake there in the crease. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, a little bit better there. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about the uh, light. Maybe I can oh, take care cool. of that in a minute. So yeah, so it's as die cut now. Um, you guys that have... yeah, show, show lift it a little higher. We can't see the lower left corner. Well, yeah, I'll move it around here. I'll okay. take you on a tour of it. So um, who knows? Uh, who can? Who wants to introduce uh, everybody's records for for the listeners there? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. take that is where everybody goes if they really want good records. It's a Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, staple for music lovers. Yeah. All right. So yeah, this, this, store. this album didn't sell well, so that's why it's got a dollar ninety nine on it. Wow. Yeah. And that's probably and, also why it doesn't didn't have the band aid. Yeah. Well, no. This this had the band aid. Oh, it did have the Smith bit. Yeah. And I've got it around somewhere. I took it out for safekeeping, and and as with everything that happens, yeah. I take out for safekeeping. And it is now. Yeah. Uh, on no, don't know Mysteriously where it is. Seriously safe. Yeah, yeah. That's what from, I say. It's, it's Even for me. Lost. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it's it's gonna it, it you know so the idea at least now now we didn't have Wikipedia and and stuff when I was exposed to this so you know everything was you found out from other people so you know supposedly right. we were supposed to uh, uh, do mushrooms or whatever and uh, and then yeah, spe- s- spend your spend your time listening to the album. And, you know, it could take you decades to make it through all the different uh, uh, knickknacks and visuals and and yeah. uh, stuff on this, uh, 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 you know, on the inside of the album, the back of the album. And then the record itself uh, has handwritten um, in Todd's handwriting the uh, the lyrics to all the songs. Oh, wow. Um, I should say to the album itself and some little mm-hmm. little little artwork and and little hmm. bits and then of course then uh, inlaid with again a, a bunch of also very uh um surrealistic uh arrangement yeah. of of pictures there and then, images uh, so i know yeah. the cover uh, arthur then, woods the artist right 
That's that's uh, yes, that's correct. Yes, yeah, and he's apparently he hid some stuff on there that Todd doesn't even know about supposedly. So <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, here's the Bearsville label. Todd says he thinks it was like coded messages to his girlfriend or something. Yeah, yeah. Todd's girlfriend or the artists? The artists. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, um, but he, he intentionally told Todd so he wouldn't know, or didn't tell Todd so he wouldn't know, or Todd didn't want to know one or the other. So did he do the, all the work on the in the inside of the interior of the album, or the sleeve, that, yeah. the jacket, whatever you call it? Is it just that's a, my that's that's my understanding? Yeah. Um, okay. So again, I didn't have Wiki back then. Everything I fa- I got was from anecdotally from other uh, right. you know uh, fans and stuff yeah. like that, and. And, you know, it's the old monkey chain kind of thing. You know, uh, there's a little sometimes there's embellishment and sometimes there isn't. So, mm-hmm. you know, but that that's that was that's my understanding from uh, from. Uh, yeah. And memory can be faulty, especially when you're uh, I would think, especially when you're uh, following the directions and taking mushrooms while listening to them. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm not saying that I did that. I was just saying that was the intent. So I'm not accusing uh, you. I'm just yeah, saying. I know, yeah. I'm, I work in, sec- I'm working, sec- I work in security here. The last yeah. thing I'm going to do is uh, talk about uh, felonies here. So, so Tim, mushrooms. yes. How did you discover this album? Like, I mean, I, it, like you said, I don't know when it was released. It may not have been. Yeah. 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 Actually, how, how, maybe how much, what was your introduction to Todd? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's probably where we have to go. And uh, I will attempt to make it succinct here. So, um, the first concert I saw in my entire life was Todd Rundgren and Utopia playing at the Ohio State Fair. <laughs> um, and that was like 1980. And, um, um, I, you know, they. You're, you're the same age as me and, and Phil, I think. Right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and at the time, you know, I was very much into, um, you know, philosophy and I was just kind of like, unshackling myself from the you know catholic theology and so i was endlessly interested in as taking a minor in philosophy in college uh before you know after that at the time i think it was but and um so um it was interesting because you know their lyrics and what they were talking about was something other than just what everything else was that seemed to be music at the time which was like you know just love and love and love (laughs) it was other you know talked about other topics talked about philosophy and thinking and and um politics and um so um i immediately became uh, interested and engaged in that and so um again i'll i'll try and be brief and perhaps we can i, I can expound later when we have particular topics of interest but so, um so i began to be a show in the mid 80s yep at yeah. ohio state fair Columbus. that's right yeah and um so i i started following them and i don't know how many concerts i saw i think i somewhere between 60 and 80 would be my best guess wow um so i kind of stopped everything and you know some of her other um friends we would carpool and there'd be like you know 10 of us all sleeping in a hotel one hotel one hotel room at night pooling our funds and you know eating crackers and nothing new to fish fans yeah yeah so um yeah, so we 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 felt a, a kinship with Deadheads. We except we felt that we were just a little bit more um, intellectual and techy than the than, than the, the Deadheads. You were more um, highbrow than the Deadheads. I wouldn't say highbrow, <laughs> but but um, so but you know we had a purpose because we were going to change the world, and um, and that was that was the big thing for me because 
you know, I wanted to change the world. I, I saw a lot of things wrong and, and uh, wanted to be a part of making things better. And, and that, uh, that exactly is, is hit my, my button and uh, what started the whole thing and kept it going for a long time. And until I finally got uh, the point where I realized that that really wasn't going to happen through uh, Todd and Utopia. And I had to uh, uh, act on that elsewhere. All right. So, we will start when Winnie was born, but we'll start with where he went to high school. Oh, went... You're going back full on Todd, just not the mm-hmm. album. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Of course. We got to do it right. Yeah. We got to act like nobody's heard of this guy before, right. even though we know they have. We're going to try to speak to the plebeian audience here. Okay. So he went to. The Trust same... me, there's a lot of people that haven't heard of Todd. I, I've been oh, battling yeah. that uh, for decades. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, this was my first listen. In fact, Marin had to do a little research before he had him on. He was like, he was intimidated by, you know, his reputation as a producer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Felt like he really had to dig into his past before he could have him on to, because of the, basically he was concerned about the number of his fans that would catch him in his errant, you know, any kind of errant points that he made or whatever. But he went to the same high school as Jim Croce and Tina Fey, right outside of Philadelphia. There was um, a music teacher there, you know. I don't know about a music teacher, but he was inspired by the Ventures. He's another one of these guys that heard um, "Walk Don't Run" and the guitar work on that, uh, you know, became manifested in his uh, talent. Let's see. Uh, he performed in a psychedelic band named Naz which formed in Philadelphia around 1967. Um, the album we're doing today, A Wizard, A True Star, was released in March of 1973. His work seems to straddle Prague and psychedelic genres, although in that interview just, I listened to with Mary, pop too. He, didn't, he doesn't like to be defined by any genres. He, mm-hmm. He's really a free-form artist. So successful, you know, his success as a producer is what he... It attributes to him being able to go off and be completely independent creatively with his music because he actually, he made enough money to be, you know, wealthy as a producer. You know, he produced the uh, albums for XTC. Yep. He, that's um, my favorite. Um, let's see. There's some other. Um, oh, it's a, the list is very long. Very long. All the notes, uh, yep. New York dolls, the tubes, grand, fun, uh, grand funk. Bit- Meatloaf is a big Meatloaf. important one. That's where he got make Meatloaf is a big yeah. chunk of change. He did that out of hell, right? Yep. And, and if you actually, if you look at the, who played on the, the album, it's basically Utopia. So yeah, he made enough money with that that he, his music became uh, he became completely un uh, unnecessary for financial reasons. Right. He played in David Bowie's band during the Thin White Duke era, which is like. Let's dance that kind of era. What he, you know, it wasn't the uh, Ziggy yeah, Stardust. But yeah. Yeah. Sean Before Cassidy. Dance, I think. Yeah. Sean Cassidy. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's him. Did you know? Did you know that he uh, his pants fell off at the concert here in Cincinnati, and people thought it was shorts, but it was his underwear. Yeah, Sean Cassidy. And he kept singing and pretended, you know, it wasn't a big deal, and and there it wasn't even the news the next day. But I was at the concert. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Crazy. His previous album was a little bit more conventional pop album, um, something yeah, anything. It's a follow up to something anything. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't I wouldn't call it a follow up. It came well, after well, something anything. I wouldn't call it well, I wouldn't call it the follow up, but sequentially the next album. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That that, um, that would have be how it and yeah. and when this album 
was you know he was away making this album is when uh, hello it's me hit the charts and yep and they wanted another something anything and he wouldn't give it to yeah every every album he makes tends to be significantly different from the rest which makes it difficult for some people to follow him because you want to love everything but eventually you're going to find something that that doesn't quite you know sync with your personal taste and that's okay you let those go um but you know he his his personal job one of them supposedly anyway um it was is you know to to go off and uh, and explore and he can't be exploring if he's just doing the same thing over and over again so uh, yeah. his you expect something different from every album uh except for he ought to do two of them alike just so that because you're expecting something different so you can have something alike so you, it's, you get into the <laughs> you get into the uh, catch-22 there but yes um yeah. so you know that's that's something very uh admirable and very buddhist um to be uh to, to change like that and explore and do something new and different and grow every time electronic dance music he does that right i mean that's part of his um mm-hmm. the, the i todd mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um you know not to skip over large you know high points of his career but you know just to kind of wrap it up here he, currently he's touring with daryl hall they're doing a David Bowie tribute tour. Yeah, uh, I had tickets, and they apparently he came down with laryngitis the day of, and so oh. it's, supposedly it's going to be yeah. rescheduled. But it yeah. um, it was like walking distance, and they've been next building over from where I work in downtown Cincinnati at the Taft, and and we found out just a couple hours before we we're going to drive down that it had been canceled. Oh, that's oh. that's too bad. Yeah, that would, they'll be back. Or rescheduled, I should say. But yeah. yeah. And he's like he's hot and cold about Bowie. He likes like the old stuff. He loves Ziggy Stardust, but he feels like a lot of the later stuff, um, like uh, uh, say this up front. Todd is opinionated and and grumpy. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I have to agree with that. Yeah, I can confirm. Like golden years and stuff. He didn't feel like it was dynamic enough that he that he he tended Bowie tended to get more influenced by what's trendy and fashionable and not what's. Yeah. Truly creative, but you know, and and if and if you know, Todd is 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 pretty quick with the criticism of all sorts of folks. And are, are we going to touch on the John Lennon stuff later? Uh, oh, we'll yeah. get to that. Um, okay, I'll, we'll I'll save that on during Rocket League. Yeah, because sure. yeah, because as as a lifelong Tad uh, Todd um, uh, fan and fanatic at one point a fanatic, but fan, you know, I've I've got some criticism myself. So we'll see if he can he can dish it out and take it. All right. And Lisa will be looking forward to that too. She has her own axe to grind with John. So ah, I, wanted to, okay. I wanted to let you guys, you and Aaron or you, Tim, talk about Go for the, it. you know, this album, Rosarian in on this album, a wizard, a true star. And there are some technical issues with vinyl that impacted this album. And I thought you guys might have be more, better verse or more versed in that than I am to discuss that so yeah i i'm not an audio one of the longest running yeah. albums of yeah. single disc but it came at a price yeah they the, yeah. the grooves are to, the grooves are closer That's together right. and that makes the volume and the general sound and quality the quality lower. yeah that's right so um yeah go I, for the I listen if, to the remastered version that's what today. you want to do yes yeah headsets on yeah headphones didn't you say that he mentioned that actually on the album like if you read the liner notes, there's that's something what, in there uh, about that. Mm-hmm. That's what it says in uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, mm-hmm. that uh, oh. his his uh, he said to compensate, turn up the volume. 
Yeah. 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 So typically on these episodes, we'll take it track by track by track. Now we have 19 not tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right off the top. I know Tim has issue with me even stating it. Objection. Objection. Todd Todd meant for this to be um, listened to as a whole album. That's why there's no singles. This is one piece of work. Right. So we'll refer to them as movements, or <laughs> maybe you'll provide us a, yeah, what, a better we could way. Call them, we could call them tracks because that's what they are on the CD. Or interludes. Mm-hmm. But we what index, are we next? Indices? Ah, I like that. Transitions. Indices. What do you go? Indices. Indices? In- In- indexes. Indices. Okay. Yeah. Indices. Okay. Okay. Um, but they, and when you listen to it, because all, all I've listened to the album four times. The first three times I listened to it, I listened to it indices at a time. One indice at a time. You're supposed to just let it roll. You can do one side at a time. Yeah. So but, eventually I found a copy online where somebody had taken the original album. And, you too. Entirely. You didn't, just, you didn't just do it on Spotify. No, no, no because no when I did Spotify, Spotify, it, it oh, was, yeah, we do, we do, we are sponsored. By no, it was all. Or, no, it was not the whole album. It was like all his work. You know, it was like Todd Rundgren oh. radio or something. I found know. it on Spotify. At least I today, just used I Amazon Music uh, when I was working in the shop yesterday and said, you know, play the album. And play some, the album. I found a button that said discography, and then okay. it, it wouldn't give us a, the album. It just gave us a channel based on him. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you must be using the free version. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we don't pay for uh, the uh, music. Okay. We but, we're we're already paying one hundred and thirty six dollars for shipping, so yeah. that's how much Prime is. Well, yeah, we get I, the movies and we get the TV shows, so it's kind of worth it. So but, I mean, that's a year, not a month. Right, and we were paying yeah. that much for cable a month. You know what? It might be on Amazon Music too. It is on Amazon Music. Yeah. So we just you have to pay for the the special. Well, I don't, we found I it mean, on YouTube. Amazon Music, well. when you have Prime, has a certain amount of music you're entitled to listen to. Right, right. This was not on that. No. The free. Not um, free, but Prime. Right, right. So we did finally, I did finally listen to a, a fluid version of the vinyl. It sounded like somebody had put one out there. So, um, so international feel. Was was the very opening yeah. of the album, and I thought that was right. kind of a... side one. I guess if we back up a little more, sorry to cut you off. No, that's um, fine. That's fine. It's it's called what the international feel in eight. Mm-hmm. Correct. He, he's got a title for each side. Side two is a true star. Okay. Okay. Um, sounds a little bit like Space Invaders when it kicks off. I'm thinking yeah. <laughs> immediately. I'm thinking, okay, this is the air. <laughs> Yeah, I was certainly inspired by that. You know, I, and with me and my Apple too, I made a video um, to uh, international feel. Yeah. Back well, in the day. That's right. You were going to mention that uh, you may have authored the first uh, music video of all time. Yeah. yeah my, my, I, I think my friend uh, David Goldschmidt, who Aaron knows, um, yeah. may actually have a surviving copy of this, but, but I, I don't know. So, uh, this was a long time ago, um, back when VCRs were were a piece of furniture and expensive. 
And my family didn't have one and wasn't going to get one, but I could rent one from, what was the name of it? It was in Montgomery. It was like called the movie store, the video store or something. It was in a strip mall in the Kenwood Mall in, in Kenwood. That's where it was in the Kenwood Mall. Yeah. And I rented rented a VCR and I only had it for a limited amount of time because it was rented and 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 I was, you know, didn't have a lot of money. I think I was probably mm-hmm. cutting lawns for a living. Um, and um, and I, I had an Apple II Plus and a bunch of graphics that I, and, and one of them was, was a, a little white, a little dot. And then it turned in, in, in grew into a, a spiral and went through the screen. And, and so it was just perfect for the beginning of international field. And I got a whole bunch of other, you know, at the time cutting edge trippy graphics for the Apple II. And I um, got rented the VCR and I put the tape in and I was putting the the, the music off to the tape and I was making my own first, you know, computer generated uh, video. And at least I'd never seen one before. Then I, I found out to my great horror that when you stop and pause and start again for, cause I had to switch programs, I had to run programs to do the graphics that it made this right. terrible glitch, you know, it was like, you know, and you couldn't really like just stop it. Like you could an audio cassette very cleanly and start and stop again. I, was, I thought right. it would work like an audio cassette and I made all kinds of, you know, you know, uh, tapes and on audio cassette that, you know, the cuts weren't worked really well. And so that wasn't working. So I figured out that I had to do it live. You know, I had to just keep recording while I had the stereo blasting in my room and, and doing the graphics on the Apple II computer. So I had to work out and actually script it to go along. It was terribly difficult and I barely DJing. Yeah. 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 So it got rougher than I originally imagined, but I had a few minutes of, uh, of uh, Todd Rundgren, you know, Wizard of True Star, the international field side, uh, done to Apple II computer graphics on a VHS cassette. And uh, that's pretty cool. I think that was yeah. before MTV. So, oh, yeah. If, if I'm, I'd be interested in seeing that, we could convert yeah. that into a good t- TikTok video for this uh, episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've been asking Dave Goldschmidt. He says he's to got a copy out. of it to, 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 you know, give me a copy or let me have it back for a little while or something, but it hasn't happened yet. It's still VHS. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah. his might even be a copy of a copy or something. I I, I don't know if the original survives. I know I don't Got have it. it. Got it. You do degrade over time. Let me go ahead and play a little bit of uh, interna- uh, international feel. chunk of this the vocals there and for me one of the most one of the the second most important phrase on the whole album is is right there he only wants to see yeah. if well if you'll give up on me and uh, a, i'm, I'm saying he's, he's predicting uh, utopia interstellar appeal universal yeah. ideal yeah that's exactly it and i and, I, and i'd like to if, if we're if we're gonna i know or the, the the topic is the owl this particular album but if we branch off and talk about utopia and stuff um you know I'd, oh, he's, you he's know. laying the seeds for it here yeah mm-hmm. oh and yeah. then yeah. And todd the, rundgren's uh, utopia yeah yeah and then in the um the reprise later la file internationale yeah um he says uh what utopia is next year or something like mm-hmm. that so yeah it, Wait another. Um, wait another. Wait year. another Utopia year. Utopia is here. here. There you go. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, all my international field notes. I was supposed to take notes. 
<laughs> no, not, no, we just do. We're ner we're nerds okay. that way. Okay. Yeah, we're and nerds. Phil, Phil has to to keep track of these nineteen songs for sure. Right. Yeah. Nineteen. What? Not, well, I'm what? sorry. What? These nineteen uh, indices. And moving uh, on to the next index is uh, Never Neverland. It segues. Uh, right. Well, it doesn't segue because it's the same work. Thank I you. Know, I know. I right. know. I know. I know. So I I I think it's a, a, important to explain that again. This is all one piece of work it's meant to be sat down and listened to at one time um and that it is it is a journey um it is i think he described it as like a flight plan or something once yeah. he, it's it's a journey and at least for me every single time the journey is different a uh, mm -hmm. different time in my life different things going on different whatever it's a different journey every time but um, you know, that's, that's what it is. So if you go and you, you know, just take a piece of it, it's, it's like, you know, talking about the time we turn left on I-75 South or something, you got to have the, you got to look at it yeah. in perspective of the entire journey. You're only, yeah, you're only direction number seven of 12. Yeah. Well, never, never land lyrics. I mean, that's a, that's a Peter Pan song, right? Yeah. yeah from the musical. Originally sung by Mary Martin, which they used to be on annually, you know, like Wizard of Oz. It used to be an annual like event. Peter Pan, it would be on TV. Right. They stopped the Peter Pan, but the Wizard of Oz is still out there. Right. Just harder to find. Well, at this time, too, at, when he, Todd was doing this album, he was experimenting for the first time with psychedelics. Mm -hmm. And he was... Um, listening to more prog rock. He was listening to Yes and Frank Zappa and Mahavishnu Orchestra. And he set out to do this different thing. And um, I think this whole, at least, I, I think the whole thing does kind of resemble some kind of a trip. These mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, Never Never Land, it's just starting to take off. And he's, at this point, he's like, uh, I saw a quote where he's, uh, he, he says, this is just like a baby trying to get back to an unimprinted point where all of this input doesn't necessarily have a preconceived meaning. I ran out of. That definitely sounds like a Todd quote. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of a cerebral artist. You know, kind of uh, um, challenges you. Um, so, but the third uh, index. The, third, the index. third index here. Uh, tick, tick, tick. It wears off. Um, it's a yeah, short instrument. The lyrics are the lyrics are simple. Tick, tick, tick. Kind of a kaleidoscope funhouse effect. Pretty much, I would call it the beginning of the weird a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> this it's, section it's, of the album right here. I, even based on the title of the song, yeah, it's trips starting to take off right here. Mm -hmm. Tick, tick, it wears off. Right. I guess like when you do an edible, and, right? It takes a few and, minutes for and it. And the next one, next one's you need your head. Yeah. You need your head, that's right? When, that's when his trip's going full blown. Yeah. And I saw a live cut of that. Um, it's interesting to see him perform after hearing the album and never having really seen him perform before. I, I found a live, uh, version of him doing, you need your head. And, uh, I'm curious to know when it was, what era or year he was older, I guess it was, may have been around 2000, maybe that last tour he did with, uh, yes. In 2016 or something. I don't know. Something. Okay. So it's not that old. I mean, it's not that old. Yeah. It's not it's not 70s or 80s but yeah you, you learn i don't know you, until you see until you see somebody perform live you really don't uh have a full picture you know the music itself um gives you sort of a parallax view 
guess I didn't disclose my Todd live experiences. I've seen him twice. Once in 19, I think it's 93 or 94. I'd have to look at that stub. And uh, I, I sent it to a, a thread that we were all on earlier. And the other time was uh, Cinco de Mayo 2016. Um, the first one was the Individualist Tour. And I saw the Individualist on your quilt there. Yeah. Yeah. It, yep. It's there. And uh, that was that was a cool disc, too. Yeah. If you put it in a computer, it had all kinds of wild stuff on it. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's another that's another fish to fry. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he did a screensaver and a couple of things during that time. Frame yeah. That, yeah. And, and he had some some cool videos and interactive. Yeah, yeah he's doing a lot of stuff with the um uh the, uh, the that uh that Amiga on video steroids the um um toaster video toaster toaster and um the other time I saw him in 2016 I think I said um that was just uh an evening with Todd Rundgren it was like between between albums just a a tour of kind of hits jukebox it was a pretty good show. Yeah, he uh, he did he did uh, songs from the medley that that I know that Lisa likes. Yeah, not I liked, and I liked the last song, and not just because it was the last song. Well, you like this song because it's it's an attack on John Lennon because well, yeah. not song this index. That, so now it might be my favorite. You like this index that we're going to discuss <laughs> because when the experience hits this point of the indices, it's um. It's aimed at John Lennon. Uh, will you get your nails dirty or are you only just a rock and roll pussy? And uh, Phil, if you want to go into the John Lennon feud, did you have the, notes? The, the limousine rad- radicals. The limousine radicals, exactly. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't have a clear picture of how it started, but did it start with this song or was this a reflection of the feud? Yeah, this was after um, they saw each other somewhere in New York and um, uh, no, no, oh, I'll look for it while someone else talks later and we'll come back to it. Maybe this, this is where I lodge my complaint. If we want to get that out of the way. Yeah. Well, lodge on. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, you know, I spent a great deal of money and time and effort following Todd to concert and concert all around the, the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, quite clearly, um, and uh, certainly quite a lot of us could uh, read the intent with the band utopia and the utopia project and everything to, to try and change things and make a utopian movement or city, or, you know, we thought that Todd was maybe going to start something like the Amana colonies or write a, 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 um, some kind of tome or perhaps run for president was a, was an interesting hypothesis and all these other things. Um, and so, like I said, I got into Utopia initially because that was what I was interested in is, is making a difference and changing the world. And we're just waiting year after year for something to happen. And year after year, nothing was happening. And um, decades are moving by here. And, and uh, um, you know, the, it, it, things changed for me at one point. We, um, I, I was waiting outside of a I believe it was in Chicago, but as, as they all kind of merged together now, but we were, it was below freezing temperatures and the, the, the venue didn't open up until past the time that they were supposed to uh, open. We, people were worried that people actually getting frostbit one in and, and, and Todd finally got on stage and uh, he was so drunk. He had to restart like four or five of his own songs that he wrote. Um, and, and this isn't the only time and it's happened, you know, he, you know, he would be unprepared for some of his own gigs. And I just came to realize that, you know, I'm waiting around here for this revolution that he isn't going to start. 
And and I realized that Todd kind of became what he was criticizing John Lennon for, which is someone who's you know who's, who's got the money and isn't actually yeah. going to to. Uh, I did I did find I did find the specifics now. So let me just wrap it up then. So you know I mean that I love Todd Rundgren. I believe he's one of the greatest artists that ever lived. His music is is philosophical and and insightful and uh, moving. Um, and I think it's an interesting experiment to try and change the world with a LP's worth of tunes. But I think that he himself did not, he, he did pretty much what he's accusing John Lennon of doing is, is actually just, you know, uh, he's living in Hawaii now. He owns a tiki bar and, um, you know, he's not, he, he didn't, he didn't actually go out there and, and put his own, uh, get his own fingernails dirty with changing the world. Which, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's my big, I, I wish I would have known that so that I would have, instead of missing a lot of college classes and some exams running off to see him in another city, because I thought that was the vanguard of changing the world. I could have, you know, gone and joined the Peace Corps or, you know, finished some college classes or something instead and, and made a, a little bit bigger difference. Yeah. So. Interesting take. Yeah. Dis- my, uh, a little bit disillusioned. Uh, my issue with him is he wrote an autobiography and he didn't include Julian. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't write an autobiography, though. Okay. I, I, went, I went looking for it. Okay. <laughs> he wrote two There's books. There's a book about him and, jo- and Yoko. And the he, book he, mentioned... He wrote two Yoko. nonsense books. He didn't write any nonfiction real books. He, he wrote, like, almost but children's literature. This, uh, it, this might be a Yoko book, then? Maybe. But it's about John and Yoko, and it did not include Julian. Well, to be fair, he he kind of got cut short. We'll see if I can find- um. Anyway, what uh, he called John Lennon out for was um, basically John got drunk at some bar and allegedly, or maybe did, maybe didn't hit a waitress. Oh, I've heard that rumor before. And um. He, he said in uh, Melody Maker magazine, it, the first shot came from Todd. It was a uh, John Lennon ain't no revolutionary. He's a fucking idiot, man. Shouting about revolution and acting like an ass just makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wow. true. Yeah, that got a little nasty. Yeah. And then and, John uh, penned a letter, right? John, uh, yeah, penned an open lettuce to uh, Sod Runtlestuntle. And then later he called him uh, Turd Runtgreen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about the waitress? Yeah, well, ad hominem uh, is he. The, is, he, um, he denied hitting the waitress, but said he was very drunk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you probably lost, the as, as soon as you're using ad hominem, you've lost your argument entirely. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's play What's a little. Ad hominem. Um, if you, when you insult someone or you derade someone uh, um, that you're yeah. having you, an argument with, as you, opposed you, to you, addressing you, addressing the core of the argument itself, you hit um, you hit a woman. Well, your your name's Turd Runt, Runt Green. Yeah. All right, let's play a little bit of uh, Rock and Roll Pussy. Then. And it, Trump does a lot of that, really. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, let's play a little Rock and Roll Pussy. It's a very punk song, this one. Oh, 
what, 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 where's the guitar? A little guitar there. Yeah. It's very, uh, very the who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's another, there's a, another of Tim's yeah. uh, obsessions. That's right. Around. Yeah. That's a good obsession. It's a great band. Yep. Sure. Um, yeah. I'd set the agree with Aaron though. You had a kind of a punk rock feel to that. Um, um, and it moves to the next index of <laughs> dogfight giggles, dogfight giggle. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, well, and, and when I think of this, you know, uh, one thing that goes through my mind, are you guys familiar with the album Acapella that Todd did? Yeah. No. Uh, I've, I've got Acapella and then there's an Acapella live. Okay. So Acapella, Acapella um, is done with with no instruments. It's all his voice, but he does use some digital tools to to make changes. You know, you know, audio changes. It may have been all analog back then, but anyway. But he, he uses these tools to to mess with his voice. But it sounds as if there's you know a full orchestra sometimes or a band with him. But it's it's all done through acapella. It's all voice, uh, and you know I. I've, I was wondering if, if maybe that in the dogfight giggle, I was, I was wondering how that was done. If that was maybe something portraying uh, what maybe a spark of what later became acapella, just a, you know, one of those thoughts that came to me um, when listening to the album after acapella came out. It could be. There's some, that Phil's note was that it reminded you of the Pink Floyd song on Omagoma, right? Oh, several species of small furry well, animals sitting in a cave, together grooving in with a cave a, and grooving with a pig. Right, right, yeah, it, and it, it is it, kind of of similar. The I bet some of that's the same kind of synthy technique. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like uh, I don't know if it was synthy, but <laughs> for those that criticize the album or might not like the album, I felt like that this maybe was a was an index that <laughs> <laughs> that they would point at. Yeah, that, that, that may, they, they might look at it and say that that's intentionally. Hey boy, when when the, when the experience hit this index, I really was not comfortable. Yeah. yeah, well, I think that uh, I think the, Todd wants you yeah. to not be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. There's a, oh, he got it. To Tim's point, though, to, to listen to the whole thing as one work, these interludes come together. You know, they're they're you know, when you don't isolate them and you listen to them in the context of the whole work, then it's a different listening experience altogether. The chaos decreases as the record goes. That is also true. Yeah, that was helpful. Yeah. Yeah, you could look at it as as a uh, experiment in entropy that way. Yeah. So to that point, and I'm going to play right now the end of Dogfight Giggle and experience the transition to the next uh, in index, which is indice. Mm-hmm. Index, yeah. <laughs> Singular which is uh, you don't have to camp around, which yeah. uh, is a really good song. It's actually a really it good is. song. Don't you think of anything but sex? Daddy don't like it, but mommy still wonders. Sweet boy. 
Oh, that was great. So uh, you don't have to camp around. There's, I don't know, a lot of pretty clear homosexual oh, yeah. things going on in that one. And he's um, mm-hmm. he's lisping for the symbols, too, at one point. It's, it's, at first, you think it's symbols, but if you're listening with headphones, you hear him going. Yeah. Yep. That's and a very wow. Todd thing. Yeah. I don't like the daddy don't like it. That makes me feel bad. Um, yeah, it's stuff about limp wrist and, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, my guess is, was that, you know, he had a friend that he was talking about. The rather innocuous statement that daddy don't like it makes you wonder, is there abuse behind that, you know, or is that, how heavy is that? It's somebody else's that like, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume or, that it was just general prejudice against, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a, the gay character and because he he pretty clearly says mm-hmm. I don't you know I don't care it doesn't bother me you know he makes that clear that he's do whatever you want you know yeah. it's, it's, he's he's not going to pass judgment on that he makes pretty, that yeah. crystal clear so mm-hmm. I, I would you know I'd, I'd make the assumption that, that what he was talking about there is that other people have prejudice against such things yeah well, I know Lisa liked flamingo mm-hmm. good uh, yeah. yeah that one. Seemed to me to be the most Frank Zappa inspired <clears throat> from the burnt weenie sandwich era. Mm-hmm. It sounded like um, Holiday in Berlin or ABC, A Y B E space S E A, A B C. But they had that that kind of um, same keyboard sound. This is the one that. Now, which came out first? I don't know, but he was listening to a lot of Frank Zappa at the time, so I could mm. see the. Inf- I'm, I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's a ripoff. But oh I'm no, I'm not either. I just came into I'm my. I'm saying head it's like, um, it's yeah. You, you should listen to Burnt Weenie Sandwich. A, a yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's what was influencing him because that's what he's that's what he was getting into. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that it was more prog than uh, psychedelic. It sounded more prog. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe the keyboards and stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, I liked it. Um, 1970 was Burnt Weenie Sandwich. Okay. That's the, that's the album name, the Frank album. Gotcha. Well, and I heard him on an interview with Marin. Uh, he, he was a big fan of uh, Zappa. Yeah. At one point, Marin tried to, you know, make the comparison with, between him and Zappa, and, he, and Rundgren was flattered. So, yeah. But um, I know Aaron... I know you like Zen Archer. You said that's possibly your favorite. Oh dear, that's interesting. Yeah, I've got it. I've got a very different. I've yeah. always, Zen Archer has always made me very that's uncomfortable. Yeah, no, no, you cannot, you cannot remove anything from yeah. the, from from the album. But um, so Zen Archer, see, so you know, it, it's very uncomfortable because something beautiful is being destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, apparently without you know much reason or cause, which. You know, I'm like, you know, I, I I wonder because you know, a Zen Buddhist would would never destroy anything, you know, for the act of, right, well, for just destroying something. So I, I, you know, I'm curious. Did did Todd at that time not really understand Zen Buddhism, and he was using the term Zen Archer and in some way that really didn't connect with Zen um, or Zen Archers or you know, you know, because it's a disturbing kind of. That's no, a um, disturbing song. It's, it's a disturbing song, and, I think and you know, 
it's um it kind of it's appropriate after you don't have to camp around though because it's got mm-hmm. another homosexuality reference the mm-hmm. the love that's never spoken i don't and know that that has to be it could be it could not be i mean yeah. reading something into it yeah i, I didn't and read then, that um, into it but but i only read it into it after kind of looking at camp around two song two index indices earlier yeah okay yeah but i, I do love the sax solo Toward the end, and yes. then all the arrows yeah. oh. whistling and the thudding into trees. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah, I love the, the song yeah, so much. Yeah, the, the, the sound the, that's the portrayed. Yeah, you're put into an environment. You're absolutely, yeah. you know, you're you you have reached another destination, which is another reason why I'd argue yeah. against the um, the camp around um, still going into that is because you're you're definitely well, in it was a separated new place. by flamingo too. That's right. Yeah, so you're definitely in an absolute new place in Zen Archer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's I've just always found a um a disconnect between dead on the end of the shaft of Zen Archer. Yeah, and I just don't see a Zen Archer killing things like uh, the way described. So I've 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 always found a difficulty in in resolving my understanding of that. It's part of his bad trip. Yeah. Musically, I thought that it had it held uh similarities to Luna Matsumari, which is the wedding song from The Godfather. Huh. Or maybe even Hava Nagila. I just felt like it oh, had oh the the, kind of, the squeeze box thing at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hear weird shit sometimes. Let me play a little bit of this. With a silver Who's yeah, the, right toward the end there, it was kind of a klezmer vibe. Yeah. Who's the dark figure? What is the dark figure stepping out of the shadows? What is that? That's the Zen Archer. The Zen Archer. Okay. Yeah. Stepping out of the shadows and killing all the pretty birds. Yeah. Killing them left and right. Which a Zen Archer shouldn't be doing. <laughs> if he was truly Zen. Yeah. Un-Zen Archer. I don't follow know. Follow a path of peace. Um. The 10th index is just another onion head. Slash da da dolly. Yeah, yes. So that's that's straight up. Yeah, that's that's straight up, um, you know, a a, 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 a nod to Salvador Dali, you know, as almost the whole album is. I mean, there's there's all kinds of melting and mirror kind of stuff going on in the album. It's right. Um, so that's must have been why I thought it recalled Alice in Wonderland a little bit, even oh. though you know the beginning Onion Head um, has a stop and start tempo, but Dolly is surrealist that way, you know, kind of. Um, yeah. But it, it it's um, the Dada Dolly is to the tune of Toot Toot Tootsie, right? <laughs> yeah. Toot Toot Tootsie, goodbye. Toot Toot Tootsie, don't cry.
at least from, part of it. That's a song from the, I don't know, turn it. Twenties, nineteen twenties, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it like first to like your your soft alarm clocks quake me. And, yeah, and it means you got the famous melting clocks. Yep, boil your beans. Is it another one? That's, right, you know, got that's the, the era that Tim and uh, Connie got. Yeah, well, the twenties. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and when Salvador Dali was at his heyday. Yeah, absolutely. Lobster telephone friend. Mm. But the one I had to research a little bit. If you don't get a dead mule, you'll know that I'm in, in heat. I think that comes from a movie he made, a short film, Un Chen Andalou, in which there were a dead, mule, a dead mules in pianos or something weird. I will have to look that up. Huh. Hmm. But um, yeah. It's, it's Further research. Full, the whole yeah. song's full of Dolly references. Yeah. Prime cut of baby's butt. <laughs> you want the obvious, you'll get the obvious. Yeah. He, he calls out Groucho in that. Grouch, something just like Groucho said, you're just another onion head, something like that. Okay. And then we seems, flow seems into uh, the next index when the shit hits the fan and Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I like that lyric. I like it when he when he sings when the shit hits the fan. There's something about that, the echo and everything, and the, out of key. But yeah. to, you know, oh, the production and seems like every decision made in this is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Totally appropriate that he would sing that out of key though. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uneven, kind of uneven. All kinds. Everything's going bad. He's he's in London. They blew up half of Scotland Yard. Or he's mm. driving down the mountain. His brakes are cut. Yeah. Empire State Building's in his front lawn. As long as he gets back to L.A., he's going to be fine once he gets down mm. to Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. I think you have a personal bias on that one here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yep. And then we're uh, at the end of uh international feel in in eight mm-hmm. is la feel international wait another year utopia is here and there's always more and there's all still there's more yeah the reprise I mean, so the, the original the, the first tra- the first index uh-huh. <laughs> on side one uh that uh that was done the, the instrumental was a little bit different there's more play there's more people playing on this Version, yeah, of La Fier International. More, more, more instruments, yeah. Maybe fewer effects, maybe not. Right, maybe not. Um, but you know, that's interesting. They decided to re- reprise the song. I mean, you see that quite a bit. Um, yeah, a lot. But, of but usually, the reprise would be at the end of the whole thing. This is just at the end right. of the side. Yeah. Again, another example of Todd Rundgren just kind of saying, you know, I'm. I, you know, I've got, I make my living as a producer. 
this is my vision. I'm, I'm going to take you whatever direction I want to. Doesn't matter. You know, this is my album. Sometimes I don't know what to feel. That one feels like a something anything song. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's um, he's coming down from his trip now. Yeah, that's 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 the way mm-hmm. I've always felt. Is that is that once you get to the other side, now you turn around, and you're coming back, you're coming down for the trip. What you know, you, you're coming back around. You're you're now having to deal with uh, life and rea- uh, You know, uh, the surrealism starts to go away, and and now you're having to deal with sort of like people and things. Um, you uh, lifted the matrix, and now you're it's starting to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's way I've I've always perceived it. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was some love in this world, but I guess I was wrong. Kind of disillusioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, strong yeah, horns. Melancholy song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me play. That I like very odd song. This this is. Uh... Kind of jazzy. That piano in the beginning of the song, you can see why they referred to him as the male Carol King. I was wondering why they called him the male Carol King. You're saying he was was getting that reputation um, prior to this album, pretty much. Yeah. Just kind of a, you know, singer songwriter. Mm hmm. Like, and especially that song, I think, sounds kind of like. Not you know, kind of same vibe as the beginning of a. I feel the earth move under my feet, you know. I mean, the tempo is different, but it's banging the same notes. Need take a break. Yeah, do you mind if we take a break for a second? Oh, good. We don't don't have too much more of the album to go here, but uh, yeah, that might be helpful. I want to look up some. Have a word from our sponsor. I'll get rid of some of this liquid. This, this episode of Yeah, Uh-Huh, Aaron's Audio Audibles is brought to you by AstroCat. AstroCat for all of your space cat needs. That's right. Well, we're back. So <laughs> <laughs> a couple things that I didn't mention from my Wikipedia Dive. archaeology. Mm-hmm. He was inspired by Laura Nero's Eli in the 13th Confession, an album from like this 1968. In fact, he reached out to her. That was Part of his inspiration, Sonny Boy Williamson, familiar with. And as we know, he's very innovative musically. And my boss went and saw him back in 2015, Todd Rundgren, and noticed his use of the spectrogram on a song called Rise from his album Global. Um, And that's a technique that I think he's used in other respects, but in this respect it's where the visual represents or music represents a visual in this case it was a barber's light you know a barber's light outside the the pole pole, pole. striped pole yeah and the constant drawing of the eyes upwards as it spins Mm -hmm. yeah following the spiral yeah Yeah. so there's a couple fun facts as we dive back into the album here i've done that sat there and watched the barber pole while i was waiting for somebody to pick me up yeah it's mesmerizing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can pass time doing that, sure. Yep. You can pass Kinda time. It's cool to have that. a barber pole, but I don't think 
anybody else in the house would approve. Mm. No, it'd be kind of weird, but you know, it'd be fitting for you to could get candy canes on a, a spinner. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Christmas. Like anybody could do that. Well, yeah, it could have been appropriate for Funkadelic. You know, because remember we talked about the Parliament yeah. starting in a barbershop. Yeah, yeah that, was our, that was our previous episode of Aaron's Audio Audibles. Right. Um, but now we're, we're moving uh, into... Moving on from AstroCat and Wikipedia stuff. Does anybody love you? Out, out, of, uh, out of the index of sometimes I don't know what to feel into the index of does anybody love you? Yeah, right. and there's, there's, there's a little piece of, you know, you know, one of the things like, like I mentioned earlier you know for me you know is really the 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 philosophy and that todd brings to so much of his his music that i've found so you know attractive and and insightful and inspiring and so you know the one of the things that you know really uh i've just you know sometimes you listen to something and then just a little piece of it pops back unintentionally at random into your head for the rest of your life from an album um, and love between the ugly is the most yeah. beautiful love that's, of that's all. The, that's the As, only note I took on the song. <laughs> yeah, I it it you know that's something that is just it's been one of the, it's it's I can't call it an earworm because I don't have the music with it, but just just that 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 line that line. I mean, it's it's been with me ever since the first time I heard the album, and just from time to time, you know, I'll I'll see something that you know I see, you know you see some sort of some sort of you know um, someone helping someone or doing something or whatever in which there is no you know a, a apparent motivation of self for the purpose of doing something you know uh, and you know someone else someone caring for someone or something else and there's, there's, there's obviously it, it isn't because you know it, it, it's it's not easy to put into words um and the more you it's like anything that's zen the more you talk about it the farther away you get from it but but it, it's just been something that is it has stuck with me and been with me ever since the very first time i listened to the album for the rest of my life yeah that is a great line that's like I said, the only the only thing note I took is love between the uglies, the most beautiful love of all. Mm-hmm. And then we flow into the medley, right? Yeah, which I thought was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. You could take, you know, you could listen to that ten minute piece of music, mm-hmm. pluck it out, and listen to that independently. Especially, of the album, you know, yeah, especially Cool Jerk. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I I, I recognized the song. I had never, I, I only knew it as an earworm and didn't know what it actually said. I didn't know it was, it was actually cool jerk. But, um, but yeah, I love, uh, ooh, baby, baby and la 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 means I love you. Those are really soulful songs. Um, I mentioned to you guys earlier today, I was like, you know, a hardcore, Todd fans, but you know what? I, the more I listen to this, I don't look at them that way. You know, I think about like Rush. An old joke is, uh, you know, that uh, they don't have any female fans. <laughs> you know, that it's all geeky. You know, dudes that that like uh, Rush. But I don't yeah. really think he really falls into that. You know, after oh, he's got too many ballads. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He's he's more. Uh, There's definitely a lot of female. Yeah, plenty of female friend fans. Yeah. Right. So let me see. 
Uh, we should play just a little bit of this because it's kind Th- of sublime. thankfully because it was the, the the only interest in hobby I had for many decades that actually had uh, females had an interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't. I guess you don't get a lot of <laughs> with the you know early computer geeks that are into motorcycles and you know all the other interest I had. And the, Todd was it for for one of my interests that actually was uh, that was co co ed you know so and, and yeah. you found the female pilot or flight oh, pilot. I, so yeah. but um, yeah well, Connie flies right Connie flies well she got her pilot's he license female pilot <laughs> well well she got her she got her pilot's license after we got married I know. you know so but but you know she rode a motorcycle she was riding a motorcycle before I was she was riding a motorcycle I would I started riding when I was 13 and she started riding before I did oh so nice. yeah so um so, yeah coming down from his trip and turned on the radio yeah but I think even if uh I don't know if the singing that's some Philadelphia yeah. soul coming in yeah, yeah. Right. Some jerk driving music. I'm so proud. I'm so Even if the, uh, I don't know if the singing, singing is better than the originals of those, but uh, probably production wise and everything else, they're you know it's on point. Probably not worse. <laughs> yeah, right. So that is a very good section. I know Lisa, if she were here, she would tell you that she likes uh, she's that. She's under there. Yeah, she's there. She's there. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. Got the last track. No, we got four more. That was the medley. We got yeah. Um, Next one's hungry for love. Yep. I have notes about the medley, but they're over there. Oh, let's hear. Let's hear Lisa's notes. They're under my microphone. Right, right. I don't think he wants my notes. (laughs) One of them is actually I found it to be somewhat hurdy gurdy. Like hurdy gurdy man, like Donovan. Yeah, that kind of sound, the hurdy gurdy sound. Like an actual hurdy gurdy. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, you should be able to find that's that. The, that's the squeeze box thing. That's that's yeah. what we heard in. Um, now is the squeeze box the same as a uh, uh, accordion? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I visualized like, um, something else entirely. Okay. It's, it's, it's like uh, it's the accordion that's good size and it's has a, it's a it's keyboard. The one without, it's the one without a keyboard. Kind of a yeah. That's because Tim's right. singing a new song, right? That's yeah. right. He's Mr. thinking of Townsend. Mama. That's yeah. I got that. Goes in and out and in and out. And in. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, okay, here's Lisa's notes. I'm proud, repetitive. Ooh, baby, baby. <laughs> uh, I think. Don't make me harm my album. I'm going to move this before I spray on it. <laughs> it just says, don't take me seriously. I'm not really much. No, no he, 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 he was laughing. He wasn't taking you seriously. He almost okay. spit out okay. his beer. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, baby, baby, I like. Uh, la 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 means I love you. Um, yeah, nothing. I got nothing. Except uh, music is has warts, except for chorus. Cool jerk. Uh, favorite, but too fast. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
She did say up front that she's tone deaf too. Yeah. Right. But that's really a great if you read the rest of her the notes, ultimate owl. Yeah. <laughs> get away with any she's gonna get away with saying anything yeah. that way. I love Weird Al. Yeah. We share a birth date. Right. You're you're so similar. Not really. Yeah. Well, I mean I've always made my, my own lyrics to the songs. And mine are pretty good. Well Tim I probably did. doesn't know that we met Weird Al. Yeah, we met Weird Al. Yeah. Weird <laughs> Al came up on something. What was it? Was it a family guy? Probably. Or when, did, did you watch the on every one of our podcasts? Did you watch the mockumentary, the biopic thing on um, that was Roku funny. TV? I don't know if you have a Roku. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The, the guy who, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, plays uh, Weird Al, and it's hilarious. Weird Al like produced it. He's in it. I yeah, saw a preview for that. I, I did. Oh, that was interesting. So fucking funny. I don't, was, I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but. Uh, I watched something Madonna animated. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched something animated recently. It was like a it was like a, a Family Guy or a, a American Dad or something. And there was one of those little cutaway scenes with a with a Weird Al thing. And that's going to bug me until I remember what it was. Yeah, he gets around. Three a.m. You'll you'll sit bolt yeah. upright and know what it was. Yeah. Bill Mar Bill Maher interviewed interviewed him recently as well. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, Hungry for Love. Um, I thought he had like a Shakey's Pizza piano opening kind of. That was kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, references to food are funny. Uh, nothing fills a man when he's hungry for love. I would have loved to hear Parliament do that or Funkadelic do that and have that mm-hmm. baritone. Sweet Jamaican, yep. <laughs> snowy spoon of powder, yep. Yep. half a pint of Bushmills. Yeah, nothing I didn't know what Bushmills were when I first heard that. Those. So that, that, yeah. for a while there, I was... What's a, a Bushmill? Yeah, this has a killer guitar solo with with what I'm guessing is a tuba accompanying it. Could be a trumpet, but there's a weird horn <laughs> like doing mm-hmm. the bassy parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it had a good sense of humor. Yeah, maybe the funniest. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, kind of take you out of the. You know, you got a little into the whole. You know, bit now it's. Okay. Now we're starting well, to make light now, of things yeah, and get our sense of humor back. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. right. The munchies first yeah, part of when you think about it, Weird Al is the perfect segue into this one because of the food. You know, the, the food themed songs. You know, that's true. Humor. So let's go ahead and play a little bit of this. Love. Hey, keep cutting it give off me, right when he's me, getting into the, yeah, the uh, spoken like a true fan. It's like you yeah, gotta, gotta get the whole album now. You gotta hear the whole album. We're not gonna do that here. But. <laughs> what did Homer say to Lisa? Never stop in the middle of a hoedown. Yeah. Nope. You might run into somebody. Yeah. Again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would have loved to heard P uh, Funk do that because I would have liked to hear some of the lyrics sung by that guy with the baritone. Want to hear the guy say sweet Jamaican. <laughs> I got jam in my knees. You should have seen Aaron on, Tim, you should have seen Aaron on um, 
maniacal music musings last night. He had those guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was throwing out so much funk that they were they were sliding on the floor on it. You know, oh, they were, nice! <laughs> they, 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 he hit them with some stuff that they had never heard before, and uh, some references and things. So, I think uh, Jeremy had he had he had to get up and walk his dog or something at one time. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, you listened to the thing? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, yeah, I was out yeah, there yeah. so I listened to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm talking. And the dog's like howling for about I don't know two minutes or so and he says i think i gotta take my dog out <laughs> and um you know so i'm we're kind of stalling and going slow and tap dancing around trying to wait for him to get back into the the concept of the show is um i bring the the guest brings an album and the two hosts co-hosts both listen to it and then they come up with their own album each based oh. on that and then everybody picks their five ranks their five favorite tracks but um, apparently you can have as many fucking honorable mentions as you want. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. so yeah, we have Funkadelic Maggot Brain. And if you've never heard that, um, give it a listen, man. Yeah. I, I, I keep wanting to come on here and be objective and, and like, oh, this is trash. You know, Aaron, what the hell are you doing? This is like, I'd never listen to this. But you listen to something three or four times. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, that. Yeah, this is a good album too. Actually, it's like yep. you know, I'm not gonna rip it. You know, this is a good album. Uh, so you know, Todd sometimes produced, sometimes produced, you listen three times and it's still trash. Well, yeah, that's true. But, yeah. But, so you know, Todd produced XTC, um, and when I first heard the album, um, I didn't like it. But mm-hmm. I, I have, to, but thankfully because you know I'm with a bunch of Todd freaks, they're you know, playing the produced stuff and they played it over and over again. And, and then I don't know what happened. It's just second or third time. Maybe it's just like, Oh my God. And now it's absolutely one of the, the XTC's, you know, Todd produced album. And then the one after are two of my favorite albums of all time in my life. I mean, it's just, you know, everything from, you know, dear God and oranges and lemons and just everything. It's just like I, that music, I, I can't imagine myself, not loving it from the first note I ever heard, but I didn't. I know that when I first heard it, it didn't chime with me. But uh, it is every bit of it, as far as I'm concerned, is 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 absolute godsend. Um, uh, I find so a lot just, of music like that. I think a lot of complicated music like that. Yeah, especially like Frank Zappa. Yeah, and a lot of times, if it, it sounds take, good the first it might time, take three four times, and then you know, or it might take ten times, and then it's like, oh my god, now I get it. Yeah. Where and and whereas if you like it right away, a lot of times that that you you find that that's that's the bubblegum right. music, you know, and and then it wears out pretty quick, you know, it loses its, its all flavor too on the bedpost overnight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if it's just like overly uh, infectious, mm-hmm. you know, it's become like too sweet, you know, mm-hmm. too rich, too sweet, overly inf- too much of a good thing, too much of a good <laughs> sounds like to me overindulgent. <laughs> I, I know what you're trying to say, but you're making it sound too good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saccharin, not sugar. There you go. There you go. All right. With the aftertaste. <laughs> <laughs> 17. Index 17. We I don't want I don't, to tie you down. Tie down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's back to being the male Carol King. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Oh. Yeah. Great sentiment. I don't want to be an anchor on you. I don't want to weigh you down. Um, interesting that he invokes Jesus at, at one point. 
Um, you said he's Buddhist, right? No, no, I wasn't saying uh, he's Buddhist at all. He's, he's I, I was talking just, about the Zen archer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm Buddhist. So I made that assumption though, based on the Zen. I'm not archer. Buddhist. I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Zen. I'm not you're, Buddhist. You're Buddhist. Buddhist. Yeah, I, I very much. I very much appreciate Zen and Zen stories and Zen mantras and, and Zen, Zen thinking. But uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 traditional Buddhism is not my thing. I don't believe in in uh, reincarnation and and um, but uh, the Dalai Lama rocks. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a good message. It's a good practice. So, you know, the, the Dalai Lama is the Dalai Lama's form of Buddhism is is sort of like the closest that any mainstream religion, in my opinion, gets sort of like the science and rational thinking for a for a mainstream religion. So I have a yeah. great deal of appreciation for that. Yeah, seems I get it. I do. Seems more logic based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting that he invoked Jesus in this song. I just thought it was kind of random. But then there again, I guess that's his uh, M.O. Randomness. I don't mm-hmm. even remember a Jesus line. I, yeah, yeah. Says, I don't want to. Uh, b- 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 I don't want to nail you down. Yeah, says, I think he's. I yeah. think it's. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's just a reference. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't take. I've never taken that as a religious yeah, reference. Nah. It's. It's just like. I. I just never just, connected that just with the next. The next uh, extreme from "Don't want to tie you down." Yeah. 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 Ooh, well, I thought I heard the name G. Jesus actually uttered. It is. Maybe. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, I don't want to nail you down. Huh. But uh, you know, uh, I, I just that, don't. That, that is funny. That is that, wordplay. You know. <laughs> you know, I I took it more of as a wordplay, a pun, a, a, that's, that's awesome. a entendre yeah. kind of thing, yeah. as opposed to like you know Jesus right. that kind of you know thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, is it my name? I have a lot to say about this one. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. I like uh-huh. this. It's a good, oh, good, good. I thought you were going to rip yeah, on it because I, I like, like it. it. I like it too. So, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, like I said, every time I, I listen to this album, it means something different to me. It's a different, it's a journey album that it, there's a different journey every time I listen to it, every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there, there's been a lot of times in my life where, you know, someone didn't, they, they didn't, um, uh, you know, there, there was um, non re what's from my vocabulary how do come you guys do this so late my vocabulary is gone um <laughs> so you, you you're not sort of getting the feeling back out of someone that it's you only think you're putting into it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but um you know um non um oh gilbert and sullivan um we're not non, getting the 9 a.m theatrical planning yeah. uh, packets and uh and theatrical that. Uh, as soon as we, as soon as, soon as we hang up, I'll, I'll 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 think of it. Gilbert and non, Sullivan. Non-re. Oh well, but anyway, the point I'm giving is sometimes you're like, you know, well, why is it this person isn't grooving on me when you groove on them or something? You know, what we, you know, just just okay. what what's causing this this chemistry not to um, not to mix or whatever. It's an interesting and, juxtaposition. This song from the one before it. I don't want to yeah. tie you down. Now is is it my name? He's chasing. Yeah. Why someone. is it that you you What's know? Right why isn't name? this? Yeah. Yeah. It's something as random as my name, right? You know, is it something? Yeah. You know, what is it? I can't. It, that's you how. Only love me for my machine. But this is a this is a second or possibly third reference to homosexuality, though. My voice goes so high, you would think I was gay, but I play my guitar in such a mancock way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't read too much into that, but yeah, I don't read anything true. into it. But it's, yeah, I think it, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, while, it's hard while the while the matrix is off, everything's fluid. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's what it made me think of: George Carlin. 
Yeah, did a routine about how Todd was the, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like he, he identified the name Todd as, as the most obnoxious name there mm-hmm. is. He oh, so, so it wasn't about it's Todd Rundgren. It was just about Todd as being an obnoxious Just Todd name. in general. Yeah, he said. Oh, okay. That's funny. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll play it right here. And I'm getting really sick of guys named Todd. You know, yeah, it's just a goofy, it's a goofy fucking name, okay? Hi, what's your name? Todd. I'm Todd. And this is Blake and Blair and Blaine and Brent. Where are all these goofy fucking boys' names coming from? Taylor, Tyler, Jordan, Flynn. These are not real names. You want to hear a real name? Eddie. But when I, but I wonder if Carlin was not a fan of Todd, Todd Rundgren. Listen to this song. I was thinking, you know, he's so paranoid about his name or, you know, it, it's a play off of this song. And it got I, me thinking about my own I think, name. I think George Carlin is one of the most observational people we've ever had on the planet. And he's probably noticed that people yeah. named Todd are, well, you know. For whatever reason, apologies to any Todds out there. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's totally random. And I, but for him to make such a big deal out of that mm-hmm. makes me wonder if it wasn't a callback to this because you know that was his yeah. time. You know, and you can imagine he was probably a fan of. I, I could, I could see, I could see him being like in high school and some girls. Ah, but your name's Todd. <laughs> I just, I remembered my word. Oh good. <laughs> oh good. Yeah. Un- yeah. Unrequited. Requited, unrequited. All unrequited. Unrequited. Yeah. Not returned. Sullivan. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's a good one. Unrequited. Unrequited love. Yeah. But it got me to think about my own name and how, you know, they're, they're, I'm paranoid about my own name. You are? Because my last name is Huey. And that's kind of a uh-huh. weird name. My dad used to say that it was, uh, that it was Asian. Really? It's a joke. Mm. Oh. <laughs> a like bad who? Joke. And, uh, at least one time Lisa went, to an appointment and they called for Mrs. Hui, Mrs. Hui, yeah. you know? So it's kind of a funny name. It's named after a duck. It's named after a helicopter. And if your name is Philip, it creates this little, um, you know, audible Pewee right in the middle. Of the <laughs> thing. Pewee. Like I never Pewee. thought about that. I've I didn't you. either. That, uh, I've, so, I've known you since seventh grade. I've known you since we were like 12. So like how, how inhibiting could someone's name be? Um, you know, how could you take someone? Hold, hold on, Tim's doing math. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. I'm, I'm 54 minus 12 would be 42 years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's overthinking it, obviously, but that's where my mind started drifting when I listened to this song today. When I really kind of dove into it, you know. But anyway, let's play a little bit. <laughs> oh, beauty. Well, I always just say Phil, not Philip. Is it my name? And the, the, the final sequence is usually the final song in a Todd concert. Mm-hmm. It, it became his closer. And uh, he said people get mad when he doesn't do it. So 
when has that bothered him before? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, so I learned something when it, you guys invited good, me. It is a good closer. Oh, what did you learn? Um, you know, because uh, we, you know, we're, we're doing the text chat that you, you know, over the, you know, before the show, and and um, brought up uh, just one victory, and so I, I wanted to look that up to you know, because uh, you know, basically, I, I thought I should know a little bit more about it. I'm just kind of taking it a little bit for granted. Um, and one of the things that that I, I found out um, when I did a quick little Google is that a, a dream goes on forever may have actually been intended to be on a Wizard of True Star and ended up going on to the Todd album, yeah, uh, named Todd as opposed to Todd right. album. It's not named Todd or not, whatever. Yeah, so it's not yes. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know, a dream goes on forever. You know, uh, it seems to fit better with this album. And I was like, you know, okay, and in, in, in retrospect, that. That seems yeah. to make a great deal of sense to me, and uh, I. So we we, put, we take that song, put it on this album, and we take um, what was the song I said belonged on something, anything. Sometimes I don't know what to feel. Yeah, take, yeah, I, it, yeah, I wouldn't mess with. It. Probably <laughs> room, there's probably room on something, anything for another track. It's too yeah, good. yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> I just I, I just added. Hey to Todd, the let us just tape. let us just uh, fuck with your masterpiece here. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what mixtapes are for, right? No, that's what I was going to do. Yeah, put on the end of the mixtape. Yeah. So, so Dave Brigham, I mentioned uh, um, him earlier when I said I couldn't take the, the cover off my sealed Wizard of True Star because he would lose his mind. Um, he he made a mixtape for me. Um, uh, Beatles. It wasn't a mixtape. It, it was, but he didn't tell me it was. So he, he recorded a Beatles album for me because he had all kinds of vinyl and I didn't. And he put a couple extra songs on the end. And for the longest time, I thought they were Beatles songs. They were. <laughs> no, they were. Um, I don't remember which ones they were. I have to go. I have to go ask him or find the tape again. But there are two songs at the end, which were um, one of them oh, was um, not Carol King's uh, "Little Houses um, on the Hillside." Little houses. Um, oh, yeah, uh, with the weeds. theme from Weeds. Yeah, Alvina okay. Reynolds. Yeah. So, and I thought that was a freaking Beatles song for years. <laughs> Because he put that on there and didn't tell me. Um, little houses made a ticky tacky. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I thought that was a freaking Beatles song for decades. That's hilarious. Until I, song it, for good. I, 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 I was going. I, one one day I was playing the the Beatles album. I was like, hey, it's missing those two. You know, I've he, Brigham is such an audiophile. I mean, he probably had some. I figured he had some kind of special promo edition yeah. with extended he's, tracks. He's or had some he's sh- had blank space shit on it, he and he just had play. blank space he wanted to use up. Yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> didn't bother to educate me on the fact that he had yeah. thrown those. You didn't know. There. You didn't know about filler. I, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> It's in, like in the track. fish community that's spelled. With I suffered psychological damage from that. If you <laughs> can't tell. <laughs> well, like, what if you got all the way to yeah, Jeopardy or some kind of game show where you had a national? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he could have cost me millions. <laughs> yeah. You answered the Beatles and embarrassed yourself. In yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have one more thing. In. Just one victory. I like the falsetto thing where they go, "Hold that line, baby, hold mm-hmm. that line, get up, boys, and hit them one more time." Yeah. While the whole thing's going on, that's kind of in the background. Floating it's got an almost evangelical uh, sound to it. It's optimism. You know, I wonder why a politician hasn't adopted it as their theme song. Um, although maybe- Todd would never let him, but uh, I would I, think. But I um, stop them. Are you, are you familiar with One More Day from Something Anything? I am not. 
Okay. I, I um, listen to something, anything every so often, but I can't think of what one more day is. Um, I'll probably know it as soon as Oh, shit. You know what? I probably got the wrong album. I'm so embarrassed uh, now. But okay. anyway, um, so, um, but uh, it, it, the two songs have something, you know, in common where you're just basically just trying to, to, to get one, one little positive, you know, one step ahead, sliding, get one step ahead because it feels like you're sliding back. You it know, is on so something. Many. One more day, no word. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 Whew, good guy. I thought it was, you guys had me second guessing my something, anything. I would have had to. But almost oh, as yeah. a commercial appeal. First, si- like- first, first sign of Alzheimer's. No. No, no. Um, <laughs> So, but, um, so yeah, I, I just, um, really kind of see those, those two songs as being related and, and those are ones that I would go to if I kind of felt like, you know, I was, I was just in one of those uh, places where I, I was just falling back and not able to, to gain any traction or do anything or just feeling kind of uh, lost or unable yeah. to, uh, to succeed in things. It's those, those, it's uh, both of those are, are great songs for just kind of like, like uh, buckling down and, and getting through whatever you're going through. Just yeah, one victory, one listen. more day, no word. Yeah. I wrote something that you probably, you might not We're going like. to have to play it now. Um, I don't know <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to, pl- I figure we'll play it as we're going out. Like, there, okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, well, you, you have to end with, well, you have to end with just one victory. So you have to play um, one true. more day before you do one more victory because one more victory has to be at the end or some yeah, Todd folks get, get mad at you, right? So, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe as we'll long as you it. play it, I don't know if it has to be last. It's in the encore. Said one more day, right? That's right. You know, I guess you could have an encore after just one victory and Todd fans would be okay with that. So I think you've, you've, you've found a legal um, loophole uh, in which that, that could, that could be done. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, fish fans know a lot about set lists and loopholes and rules, weird, arbitrary rules. One more day. Here we go. That's it. All right, and, and then just one victory. Yeah, yeah. We're on our way. That that, wind, that winds it up. That does wind it up. I knew it would take a little bit, but it's been a blast. I really I enjoy having you on. I enjoy having Connie on. Yeah, we give Connie our best. Yeah, yeah. Lisa, I'll, you I'll still awake know. under there? Lisa has fallen asleep. No, I haven't. Okay. Hello. Yeah, Connie. Connie's feeling a little under the weather. Uh, she's been working a whole lot. She's been basically doing like eighty plus hour weeks, and then oh, she wow. finally had she finally had a couple of days off, and then she got sick. So the past oh. two days, she's had um, uh, flu or cold symptoms, and she's just been uh, worn out. And she's really sad because she finally got to what she was the break she was working for, and then she got sick for it. So. So she 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 needs to just one victory song. If only she liked Todd. Yeah. <laughs> she don't okay has she tested uh, she's test negative for she's done three covid tests they're all negative so tested well, negative for rundgren 
yeah, yeah, she does. She doesn't like Todd. You know, I, I've never tried to push it on her. Um, I he has so many different styles and stuff. I know that if I would have put my mind to it and just try and put a little something in the background every once in a while that didn't sound like the regular Todd that if, that that the, the, you know should catch on. But but no, no, I'm I'm not going to push it and try and go there. But almost certainly there's a, there's a few things you know. Everyone likes bang on the drum, right? Uh, almost everyone. I don't want to use too broad a generalization, but bang on the drum is usually something that most people will will you know will that one Phil? enjoy. I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. found that out uh, during the Marin podcast. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know yeah. that one. Been on stage for that a dozen times, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was, was yeah, twice. a big one, big, so <laughs> nice, excellent. Uh, and then, um, and you know, that, and not, of course, I haven't been on stage. He was, Oh, you haven't. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. And uh, so you, 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 you'd invite audience members up during that oh, song. Okay. It used to be a tradition that you'd let people no, come up during, bang on the drum and you'd, you'd hand out uh, some kind of like yeah, tinker toy kind of things. And the house of blues show though, I was close enough in the front to put my hand on the stage. He had bare oh, feet okay. that day. Nice. Uh, and then, you know, hello, it's me and stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting. I've, I've played a couple I've we've been somewhere and like a Todd song will come on the radio. It's being covered by someone else and then she'll like it. She, I, she just doesn't like his voice. If she can tell it's his voice, she doesn't like it. But if uh, someone else plays, is singing, play the Japanese covers for. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard about that. But yeah, it's it's if someone else is singing his songs, I think she's okay with it. She just doesn't like his voice for whatever reason. It's the, the falsetto. It's yeah. yeah. That's Lisa's biggest complaint too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, although I could probably read off all her complaints here, but that's the overriding one. But the falsetto. His voice is so high, you'd think he was gay, but he plays his guitar in a mancock way. Yeah. So th- the thing is, is though, is that she'll hear a Utopia song and she can't tell the difference between Todd and Kazim Sultan. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure oh. what's going on there. But All right, Tim. It's been a pleasure. Do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Oh, it should have warned me. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, right. um, yeah, so yeah, I, w- I would say that, that, um, even if Todd hasn't gone on to, to run for office or started the Amana colonies or something like that, that I'd, I'd urge my fellow utopians, uh, to, uh, press on in, in your own ways because, you know, um, uh, he's not going to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, that leaves us and we're going to do it. So change the world. Do something Thank good, you. you know. Something small can be something good. Do something small if you can, and do something good if you can. The world needs it. That's yes. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank All you. right. Thanks for coming on, Tim. Thanks, Thanks Tim. My pleasure. Absolutely. So, Thanks, you know, Phil and Lisa. Yep. Let me know when you're doing for, your for your podcast in the, in the cold there. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not cold anymore, so oh. that's good. Well, that's good. Yeah. 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 Let you know when we're doing our podcast on what? Oh, I, I was just going to just try to think of what else, what other excuses I could use to get back on your podcast. Oh. You know, well, you know, whatever just, you are, we love you. Yeah, yeah, we love having you on. Yeah. Anything, yeah. anytime you want to come on, go ahead and tap us on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. So yeah, I'm science, music, yeah. animals, we don't care. Well, we'll, yeah. do, we'll do another yeah, dive. That, we'll make but... these. We'll do another dive into an album with you. That, yeah. That's good. Yeah, we can do music, and you know, don't forget, you know, astronomy. Oh, we got. We still have. Uh, we still have 
uh, Big Star number one record on the books. Yeah. You could do, you could do uh, me, you, Tim, Will, and uh, Nick. Yeah. Five-hander. And Lisa. That'll be, a, that'll be a Tim's audio audible. Hmm. Or it'll be an Aaron's oh. audio I'm the only one that knew the album going in. Yeah. Oh, Will doesn't know the album? No. Oh, he's pretty he's pretty encyclopedic, I'm surprised. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Yeah. I'll I'll send you info on the album and uh it might not be until I don't know, later in December probably. I don't know when Will's available. Did he say Yeah, just as long as it's not on drinking in dungeons night, um we can probably work something out. That's what Tuesdays? Yep. All right. Tuesdays is drinking in dungeons. Yeah, I wanted to get into that James Webb stuff. I mean, that's some amazing, but that, I'm sure your take on it will be so far over my head. I won't understand, you know, but still, it's like, I'm fascinated with that. I do science outreach. So I, I hopefully can talk to a topic in such a way that everyone can comprehend it and find out. Do the astronomy outreach too. Mm -hmm. That's right. More specifically for science. All right, cool. All right, the world. Change the world. Good words ended on. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. We have social. Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week.